0: Welcome back to GeekLife, Pandamanga.com's very own podcast, episode 39. We're talking about movies this time around. I'm JP. As always with me are my fearless co-hosts, the Brian. Hello. And Joe. Tonight I rocked out with my panda out. Oh, <laughs> that's that's nice. Okay. Also with us tonight, we have Winchester. Hello. Admin.
1: <laughs> that wasn't as
0: good as what I hold on, hold on. Let's see if
1: I can do. <laughs> The end of this podcast is this just gonna sad?
0: be full of sheep. What's <laughs> and also with us tonight we have the eighth Henry. Always a pleasure. Pinku.
1: <laughs> yes, it's gonna be another podcast where the admin just destroys Pinku.
0: <laughs> and 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 Nero. Hello. Oh my god. If you can't tell, several of us had never heard of the ghosts that sound like humans <laughs> videos on YouTube, and Neuro found it fit to show us. And that's all we can do now is.
2: Yeah! 10 and- yeah! We're sorry, because <laughs> everyone needs that many goats in their ear right now.
1: Here's the thing,
2: you Everyone's know, like, oh,
1: statistically speaking, somebody is playing this in their cube right now and really <laughs> regretting it. <laughs> God got that whole head action going on, so he's peeking over the side. Like, did
0: he, what is happening? Did
1: Tom finally snap? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing with that goat?
0: That's <laughs> so awful. I can remember a long time ago, Chaz was actually talking to us, saying that goats and sheep and stuff, when they're getting hurt, they actually sound like a woman screaming.
3: Rabbits <laughs> do too.
0: Which what? Rabbits do. Rabbits too. That's really yeah. awful. Okay. Now... <laughs> oh God. All right. Did... Moving on. <laughs> First, let's talk a little housekeeping. First up on housekeeping, we just wanted to remind you guys that Artistic Monk has switched to an every other week release schedule. It'll still be on Mondays, switching into a schedule kind of like how we have for Dinner and Dragons. Dinner and Dragons will still be on Thursdays. So just just a little update, if you guys didn't see that on the blog post and the social feeds and stuff, just to make sure that you're not sitting there waiting for it next Monday and being like... You know, or I guess it'll be next Monday, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, artistic monk will be switching to a every other week a release schedule, and uh, yeah. So that's that's the plan there. And then we wanted to also talk about contest, the contest. Yes. Yeah, so just to remind you guys that we're having currently a Facebook like contest. Uh, if you guys listened to the last podcast, you know that Brian made a giant and incredibly overcomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> contest,
3: damn straight,
0: <laughs> and uh, you can check the blog to see all the details. Mm-hmm.
3: By the way, we never put up pictures for the framed autograph pictures, so we will we'll, eventually. We'll, we'll, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put those up
1: <laughs> if we want people to not like our Facebook pages. We can tell them that they'll win the pictures of Batman from Oh, <laughs> <time. laughs>
3: No, Batman from this time. Yeah, buddy.
0: Okay, moving no. on. No. Um, yeah, so uh, the the contest essentially, you just got to go ahead and like Artistic Monk and Dinner and Dragons on Facebook. You can find the links for them in their respective pages within Pandemega. If you do so, once they both reach over 50 likes, then you will be entered into a contest to win some fun prizes, courtesy of the Brian's incredible generosity and stuff.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't go over 50 wins for both, because I'm a cheap bastard. Mm-hmm. You are a cheap bastard.
0: <laughs> anyway, so you can check the blog for more information and details on that. And yeah, so that's that's the, that's the housekeeping for this time, I think, yeah? Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on to the Indie Spotlight of the Week. This week's Indie Spotlight focuses in on Untold Tales of Bigfoot big big... by Vince Dorse. Vince is somebody that I met through, of course. Twitter. I'm becoming sure. increasingly addicted to Twitter. It's bad. Oh, boy. It's getting you bad. I think Admin was joking with me, saying that she was looking through Twitter for something I posted a long time ago, and she saw that there was like 400-something posts midweek, and then at the time of this recording, there's like 500 something.
1: Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That was just inconvenient. I was trying to find out the uh, the cafe that we visited when we were doing the con circuit up in Sac. Like, oh, I'll just. Cafe I'll, Lumiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, except I didn't remember that, so I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just reference the panda manga Twitter feed. <laughs>
3: Indie comics for all.
1: Yep, and I just was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Jesus Christ, what is going on? Scroll, 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 scroll.
3: All all JP
0: does with his time anymore is Twitter. It's bad. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, so Untold Tales of Bigfoot by Vince Dorse is a endearing and sad and... I don't know, there's a lot of things going on in this comic, a lot emotionally. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think of webcomics, I typically think... This is going to be funny. I'm going to read this. I'm going to chuckle. And like three pages in, I'm like,
2: <laughs> the little dog. <laughs> they left him. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that is like the one thing that will make me cry in movies is when bad shit happens to dogs. Yes. Like, you know, children are possessed by demons. Yeah, whatever. You know, Families <laughs> split apart and reunited a hundred years later. Yeah, okay. But you hit a dog with a car and I'll... Ball in my eyes
3: now. <laughs> <Or laughs> yeah, there's just. Something... I am legend. What happened with? Will oh, Smith's that song? was the
2: yeah, saddest dude. scene ever. Yeah. Mid- that Satter. dog
3: dude, got robbed of a best supporting actor nominee. Seriously, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So as you can tell, there's a dog <laughs> named Scout who comes to the forest and is camping with his relatively awful family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, the I- son at least cares. You know, yeah. the son's like, my dog! But anyway, so they not been chilling out, and the father, who who seems kind of like a douchebag right from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, he's, like, talking shit about the dog. Oh, I don't know why he's throwing a stick. That dog can't hunt for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, just a big jerk. And the dog runs off into the forest chasing a stick that the son threw, and the next thing he knows, Bigfoot, who's, who's just looking for a friend. You know, he's walking around, <laughs> friend? Friend? And he comes through the trees, and the father is like, Sweet baby corn! And he rubs off.
1: <laughs> because, you know, that, that would be that's the, the
0: best excla- exclamation you can possibly do, sweet baby <laughs> corn.
1: That's what happened when I broke my toe. That was the first words out of my mouth. Sweet baby corn! Sweet baby corn! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> That was probably more what was coming
0: out of <laughs> Anyway, so the horrible, horrible father and the complacent mother basically jump in the car, stuff the kid in the back, and then take off mm. with the poor dog looking for the stick. <laughs> and he comes out of the bushes with the stick that the dad did not have faith that he could get. And it's just like, the first couple pages, you're just like, these people are awful. They just don't care about Scout. Poor Scout. And then, of course, Scout sees Bigfoot, flips out, and runs away. (laughs) As one does. As one does, yes, evidently. But, uh, yeah, so basically the story is about Scout and Bigfoot and they eventually end up hooking up and helping each other. Bigfoot's versed in the ways of the forest and can sort of kind of speak dog and sort of not. It's sort of confusing, Mm -hmm. honestly. But there's a lot of humor in the way that they're communicating with each other. But eventually it seems like Scout... And Bigfoot become friends and pals and compatriots in the forest survival situation. So that seems to be kind of where things are headed. There's only 35 pages so far. So you can catch up. So you can catch up. Yeah, you could definitely catch up. It's not a bear like. What was the one that you were reading, Joe? Uh,
2: Questionable content. Yeah, we might look into that one soon. And there's what, over 2,000 posts? Yeah, about (laughs) 2,500. Updates five days a week since 2003 shit. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, so this is very it's very much
0: a digestible approachable sort of thing coming and checking out. Untold Tales of Bigfoot at untoldtalesofbigfoot.com. You can come and check out and at the time of this recording, there's only 35 pages. I think that there will probably be more by the time this actually comes out. Yeah, it's been going since August 2012. And uh yeah, I uh I don't know, let's let's open up the floor and see see what you guys think. So, what do you guys think about the comic? I didn't get too far into it, but it was kind of weird that they followed the family after it left. I think traditionally you would have kind of just, like, let that thread go and just kind of mm-hmm. stick with the dog. Well, you know, they only talk, they only followed the family for maybe two, two pages, I think. Yeah,
2: and it kind of sets up a later story reveal. Yeah,
0: it does make sense because they basically go into town and they're talking to, or they go into, like, a little mini-mart sort of thing at a gas station. And the locals are giving them all a hard time about, oh, you saw something in the woods, huh? <laughs> you know? Well, and I found something
2: weird my third wife <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the the character design for the old man was hilarious, I right. really liked the way they drew him mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah so it seems like they were setting up the family, like using the family as a vehicle to introduce us to who will eventually become potentially the antagonists chasing them down and hunting Bigfoot because you get those two awful hicks that were razzing the family they come back in a more recent comic almost like one one or two comics back and it uh, looks like they're going to go hunting for bigfoot so it doesn't make sense but you're right for the longest time when you're reading through it after that there's there's like 15 20 pages of just like and the family's gone why did we even look you know what i mean so but it comes it comes around so it makes sense i think so anyway thoughts art's cute yeah yeah, I actually I really like the design of Bigfoot.
4: I thought it was really solid. It was so solid that I wasn't even thinking about it when I was reading through the pages, and I got through a lot of pages just not thinking about it. I
0: know. I had to go back and reread it with the purpose of, okay, now I'm really going to look at the art. Because mm-hmm. it's just so smooth and clean that you just burn right through it really quickly.
4: Yeah, it's like a what is that 90s Cartoon Network show, Courage of Carly Dog. Like, if they clean that up and change the palette to something a little more natural, like this one has, that's sort of what this art reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can no. see that.
2: Two Stupid Dogs. There you go. There you there go. There, go. there you go. That's uh-huh. a bit more like
0: it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that the art style was really, really well developed and clean. I think that it'd be neat to see some of just the line art because you can tell that it's really well developed. The line quality is excellent, mm-hmm. especially on, on Bigfoot. You can, you know, there's lots of different widths on the line, and there's a lot of care taken to have it have this good, nice depth. One thing that I noticed that I really liked, and it's not something that they do all the time, but it seemed like when in bright daytime or interior lighting, they only had one color for each item. So, like, somebody's jacket was all one color, somebody's shirt was all one color, skin all one color, and where there would be shading, there was actually just black. Hmm. And that's not normally what's done... I guess. I mean, it it seems a little different, like a different style choice, using much more black in a uh, color comic, because normally you have the flexibility to be able to, you know, use a slightly darker color uh, than, like, the base color for that area. And so the choice to use black to show shadow on a color is interesting, and I thought it was really neat. It added actually a lot of like pop and depth to it, I thought.
4: It reminds me of a painting painting concept, actually, that you're pretty much taught to put high detail right in things that you want people to look at, mm-hmm. so when they reduce the amount of shading and colors and that sort of thing on other items, it just tells me they're not as important right. as other things, and it's a really great device that's, I guess, it's subversively there.
0: That's exactly it, because you go back to any kind of page that has Bigfoot or Scout on it, and they both have... Way more detail. Way more detail. Way more levels of color. And then Bigfoot has this really great illustration of the fur that's just really nice. And it doesn't it's mm-hmm. it's like it's actually surprisingly penciled in quite a bit. You know, there's there's a lot of detail there. Instead of it being just suggested, yeah. a lot of the time there's fur like freaking all over him. But it has a nice flow to it, it has a nice depth to it, it doesn't come across as just busy you know yeah like you see people who are really early in their art career and a lot of the time they'll especially with hair they'll like draw every single strand and all of a sudden it just looks flat and awful yeah yeah over described exactly and when i first saw the pictures of bigfoot i was like whoa that's a that's a lot of description on the hair normally that'd be something that you would just you know kind of suggest at a couple couple patches here and there where it would be darker or something but i actually really like it i was surprised expecting it to feel kind of busy but it wasn't at all it really works well
4: oh yeah you know I mean that's what happens when you get good at something exactly right
0: Right. but it just seems like you know because we're reading lots of web comics and just comics in general and when you do something in a more cartoony style you spend a lot more time suggesting things and actually describing things Mm -hmm. artistically so it's kind of neat to see sort of a combination because Bigfoot is easily the most complicated character design the most information on a character in the whole comic
4: so in a way we know he's a
0: star exactly I love just the giant bean shape he is. <laughs> yeah, he's got his
2: like little bulging belly. It's and so friendly. T- right, and the big old red round nose. And and just- to- I've really noticed that a lot of people's depictions of Bigfoot include a pot belly.
5: Yeah. Well, actually, they've done studies like like uh, great apes, like gorillas, will have a dis- you know extended belly because they. Need Drink to too more? much past Blue Ribbit? No. no <laughs> not. not unless they have those little hipster mustaches. Uh-huh. No, it's because they eat more. They have to eat more vegetation because they aren't carnivores. Uh-huh. So their veg- vegetarians are always munching on things. They need to have a bigger tank to hold all the proteins because like they're 800 pounds of muscle.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: They're, okay. they're burning calories at a phenomenal rate even when they're just laying around.
0: Now, Admin had an interesting observation right off the bat that the story was about Bigfoot and a dog. She was right away terrified that Bigfoot was going to eat the dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are a lot of tales. Not necessarily where they're directly called Bigfoot. There's, God, I can't remember the name of it, but there's one specific incident that I think happened in Kentucky where a kid walked out into his backyard one night and he saw a Bigfoot-like creature with a dead dog in his hand, and the oh, implication no, that, that's was... That's why
2: you were saying the Missouri monster. There we go,
1: Missouri monster. Missouri monster. I guess Kentucky is not what I was looking for. There, They're the Missouri
2: all...
0: monster looks pretty much the way that Bigfoot is depicted. Right,
1: but he had a dog in his hand, and it was a sad time.
5: What well, was he eating the dog, or was he like just? He was sad covered like... in blood. Well, so he, that's the well, implication. It, it could have been his buddy, and it could have been <laughs> when had just been hit by a car, and he was trying. Yeah, maybe, he was maybe it was
0: Yeti hell. and Scout, and Scout got hit, and, and Yeti like... was like,
1: "Friend,
0: <laughs> so oh, good,
1: help. you made the series more sad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say.
0: Welcome.
4: I don't
1: want
0: that payoff. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're welcome. No, I'm actually really interested to see where Untold Tales of Bigfoot goes because it starts off a little bit melancholy, you know. Oh, definitely. You know, there's a lot of. T- I mean, there's several pages that have absolutely no dialogue at all, especially right in the beginning. And Bigfoot's going around looking for a friend, and he keeps getting turned away, and he's just like kind of slumps off into the distance, all sad. And so there's like a lot of just the tone is very sad mm. for a lot
2: of it. Well, there's even one panel at all all... Bigfoot, lonely. Right.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, with a making out couple. Kind of, well, mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why I, I'm a particularly uh, I don't know, I, I kind of I like this one a little more than the other ones we've been reading, just because I guess I kind of gravitate towards those stories where you're kind of like, oh, what a route root for you.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Obviously, it's just barely getting going. The story hasn't gone really, really deep. I'm interested to see where they go with the hunters that just showed up. That's going to be really interesting, because that's a good catalyst for action and fun. One thing that I really wanted to bring up that I think is brilliant is the way that the first time Scout says anything, it's this big, huge paragraph, and there's an asterisk saying, translated from dog. (laughs) And then after that, Scout is just a chatterbox. He talks constantly, but whenever Bigfoot talks back to Scout, Bigfoot goes... Woof woof bark bark.
2: <laughs> and
0: I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and so it seems it's anyway, so but then slowly but surely Bigfoot starts to speak dog or I something. Think, I think he speaks English, but Scout
2: understands English.
0: Right, scout because he scout at one point says, Oh, you're speaking like my my mm-hmm. owners or my masters or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a neat sort of slow. Communication that's starting to blossom between the two of them is mm-hmm. really interesting. So, yeah. It's a, it's definitely really cool. I like it a lot. I really like the art style. So, yeah. So, any, anything else you guys want to say about Untold Tales of Bigfoot? No. No? All right. Well, you can read Untold Tales of Bigfoot at untoldtalesofbigfoot.com, surprisingly enough. <laughs> Make sure to follow Vince on Twitter, at Vince Dorse. That's V-I-N-C-E D-O-R-S-E. Stuff goes up all the time. Vince is really active on Twitter. Tweets and retweets constantly. He's a really, really nice guy. So make sure to check out his excellent comic, Untold Tales of Bigfoot. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a quick musical break. When we get back, we're going to start talking about today's subject. Well, we'll just save it for after the break.
6: As you wish.
0: As you wish. (laughs) You're listening to Geek Life. We'll be right back.
1: So once again, we are kind of pimping out Audible because we're big fans over here at Geek Life. Today, I am going to recommend a classic with kind of an awesome twist. I know it's not Halloween or anything, but I am recommending Dracula, the original by Bram Stoker. And here's why this version is so amazing. Among the many narrators... The two big names are Ellen Cumming and Sir Tim Curry. So good. Oh and it's amazingly and this is quite done. quite a big cast here. Because every person gets their own voice actor. That's nice. So with so 11 like voice drama. actors on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys are familiar with the original Dracula, much of the tale is actually told in letters between various people. And so you actually get the voice actors doing impression of other voice actors when they're doing the voices of those voice actors. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So it, it's actually really awesome to uh, hear Tim Curry try and do an, uh, an impersonation of, I think it's Catherine Kelgreen that is uh, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes from like full Slavic accent to oh, my, it. it's really, really, really entertaining. I love Tim
0: Curry. Tim oh,
1: Curry man. is the best. I actually found this book specifically because I was looking for books that Tim Curry was narrating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Tim Curry and Dracula? What well, book bar- <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
5: So, so is this the one that, the the Vampire Sparkle or is that something else?
0: Mm, that shit is unacceptable. Uh, must you always bring that up? Must you always? Yes. No, this is proper Just vampires like where they you know, kill people. You ruin party every time you do that. And burn up in sunlight. Well, this, this,
5: this is the one with the rat faces, then. No.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the original one,
5: they had rat faces. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I thought See, that was the
2: Nosferatu
5: the, story. That's that's kind of what these vampires are based on. This is one of the original ones. No,
2: oh, this Dracula um, actually doesn't burn up in the daylight. Yeah. Oh, really? He, uh, well, he will burn I've clearly up never read this. This is terrible. At dawn or dusk. Okay. I think those are the only times he's vulnerable. But he can walk in the daylight, no problem.
5: Yeah, well, he's, he's the exception. Everything else is, is a poor copy.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, when he creates another vampire, why the hell do I know more about this? I was, I, I was one with the, with the snarky remark. I was, <laughs> never mind. Either way, <laughs> this
1: is yeah. This is the full unabridged version. It's 15 hours and 28 minutes, which is long. Yeah, yeah. and it's fully acted out. It's great. Really, really well, you know, great.
0: whenever a an audiobook has multiple readers, let alone readers for every character in the mm-hmm. book, it's amazing. Yeah, I listened to Ender's Game not long ago. Oh yeah, and Ender's I don't Game's think amazing. that there's uh, different readers for every single voice, but there's yeah. several different readers, mm-hmm. and it just adds a whole nother level of, of quality and it's more immersive when you've got a bunch of different voices going on. It feels more like you're listening to a radio drama or something mm-hmm. like that. Which I know that audiobooks aren't very much different than radio dramas, but anything stepping in that direction, it just adds a whole much more just kind of depth and body to the experience. So this is really cool. I have to check this one out.
1: Super good. And it's only one credit, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, some things... I haven't found anything that's really two credits. What What is... Um, Shogun? Shogun? Yeah. Shogun is two credits? Yeah. What Shogun. is it, like 30 hours? Yeah, what It's probably.
1: 40-something hours. It 40 make something, that 40 makes sense.
0: That makes some She's sense. Shogun? Yeah, James
5: Clavel does a lot of like intensely detailed works. Yeah. you know, Between Shogun Taipei and... Gaijin? Gai Gai Gaijin, yeah. That's the yeah. one. Thank
2: you.
1: I will tell you, though, I did find a book in the 40-hour range that was only one credit, and I kind of understand why now. One Q eighty four. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a no. Japanese. Oh yeah,
2: um, um, Murakami.
1: Murakami. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I got through that one. That was. That's not going to be on the recommendation <laughs> list.
5: Was it the Dragon Wars of Audible? No.
1: It, you know what? It, it wasn't really bad, and I know that he has quite a following, especially among like the fine literary work people. Mm-hmm. But Murakami. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, I've actually I've read one of his books, and it, a Wild Sheep Chase. And that was, it was really good. It was a very odd sort of mystery. Very mm-hmm. Japanese at times. Mm-hmm. But um, it's well written and very, very immersive.
1: Yeah, no, this one was just long.
2: Just not for you, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it, w- well, it was
2: just... It's it's cool to see that they
0: actually do have books that are two credits in it. they deserve it. Oh, because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I remember reading when I was first signing up for Audible that most things are one credit, some things are two credits, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's going to be two credits because it's like normal full big books are one credit. Like, what in the world is going to warrant two credits? But that makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most audiobooks are 15 hours minus most mm-hmm. of the time. Like, yeah. they're 10 to 15 hours, it seems, so. Yeah. Cool. So, you suggest Dracula? Yes. Audible edition. Unabridged. The original Bram Stoker with... Alan Cumming and Tim Curry. So good. So good. If that sounds like something you like to check out, or if you just want to see one of Audible's over 100,000 books available for all kinds of different mediums, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash geeklife to get your free audiobook download and try free one month of their amazing service. Make sure to check that out. Moving on to our movies segment. We have been talking about this one for a while now. So sometimes we sit around and powwow about what we're going to do over the next couple podcasts. And sometimes we come up with good ideas, but have to set them aside because something is maybe more time relevant or something like that. And that's exactly what happened to today's subject. So I sent out an email to everybody a while back and said Hey, what do you guys think would be fun to do on the next Movies podcast? And I got back a bunch Of good ideas, and one of them was really time relevant So that's the one we did, but the admin Sent me back one, and she said, let's do something About 80s fantasy movies Let's call it the Princess Bridecast So that's what we're doing
1: I really just wanted to watch the Princess Bridecast
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, so welcome Welcome excuse. to the Princess Bridecast
2: Yay! Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so, so. here's what we're going to do we've got two separate segments for the Princess Bride cast we watched the Princess Bride what three times today?
3: Yeah, at least two and, uh, and a half
0: yeah mm-hmm. so our roommate he got the Princess Bride on Blu-ray it's amazing like actually the older movies do upscale pretty well I continually oh, yeah. see like old movies come out and it's like really how's it going to be that much better than like I don't know but anyway it's, it's great it's still such a good movie such a good movie you know, in prep for this, when we're trying to come up with how we were going to approach this subject, right? <laughs> the Brian and I are sitting around in the living room being like, okay, let's watch a bunch of old 80s movies. And we send out a text, okay, we're going to watch an 80s movie every night this week at 830. Come and show up and we'll watch it. It's like nobody came and we did it like once. <laughs> and we started with Eric the Viking.
3: Eric the Viking? Eric the Viking. Yeah. No, That's good movies. That's it was I- awful. Did. I it was it really once. and
0: truly awful. What? I liked it. That's why you only did it once. It is exactly why we only did it once. Is we started with Eric the Viking, kind we kind of burned
3: out at that point. Well, it was yeah.
0: terrible. We got like maybe two thirds of the way through when both of us were fiddling around on our phone, not watching the
5: movie. <laughs> Wait, Eric the Viking is the one where they go to Asgard. And, the, uh, and, and to try and get the they get the horn. Yeah, and the, and the, and the gods are children. We didn't get that far. We didn't far. get that
0: far because it was so oh. terrible. It's a great movie, oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch it with you, and maybe because right. you're there, we'll appreciate maybe. it anyway. But... Before we move on, I have to give the one quote that we got from that that was amazing. So when they were about to leave, all of the Vikings are getting together and ready to take their pilgrimage out to try and find this magical horn that's going to allow them to warp to Asgard for some freaking reason. To end
3: Ragnarok. To end end Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ragnarok
0: But but for some reason, the horn warps them to Asgard and it's never... Because because that's how it... Is that what... Okay.
5: That's just not going to do it. We'll have to have this another time. Yes.
0: Anyway, (laughs) anyway. But there was one quote that was hilarious. Where there was this guy who was getting dressed up and ready to go, and his parents are both heckling him and being terrible. And his mom no, comes up and she's like, like you know, Make sure to wash yourself. Don't forget the bread. Nah, 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 nah. All this, like, normal sort of mom stuff. And then she comes out with, And if you have to kill someone, just kill them. Don't think about it. <laughs> He's like, Yes, mom. <laughs> That's That's like, but slug. I do
5: that anyways. Wow. <laughs> best mom
0: ever. <laughs> best, yes, best mom ever. You hear that, mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just that actually
1: Reminds me of a quote From uh, this week's Uglaf, Which be- is a
0: webcomic If you're not familiar we And really that. really well, Inappropriate One of the best but Hilarious Not okay. safe for work But really great
1: Yeah uh, Something along the lines Of good and evil Are up to interpretation But being a dick Should never be allowed Yes <laughs> That one
2: was
0: <laughs> awesome Yes So good So what, what we did As we watched it Many times Is we wrote down All of the quotes From it That really stuck out To us And so I've got the Big fat list of quotes Here And we're gonna go through and have everybody guess who said the quote. Some of them will probably be pretty easy. Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, maybe not so much. Did
1: I do it? Was I right? Was that the first, <laughs> first quote from Wesley?
0: Shut up, Wesley. No, it's not, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Damn it. Fail. Yes. Huh. First up, we have Inconceivable.
5: Gee! Vizzini.
0: Vizzini. Vizzini. the Sicilian.
3: Uh, that was oh, yeah, a- by the way, feel free to play along at home or at work. Just scream to it scre-
0: out. Just yell it out you in the office as loud
2: out. as you possibly can. Well, you know, J.P., I don't think that quote is from who you think it's from. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think that that quote means what you think it means. <laughs> that, that, that would be from Enigma uh,
0: Montoya. Montoya. Uh-huh. Beach, too, I yes, all right. Okay, next. Next we have, but I only dog
5: paddle. Uh, the...
4: Fred Savage.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, physique. Fezzik. Fezzik. Yeah, Fezik. Fezik. yeah Andre the Giant. Sorry. I you just gotta
0: Andre. use the name Fezzik. It's hard. Yeah.
5: But he's
1: Andre the Giant. I'm
5: reading the name off.
0: <laughs> Umdaba. <de> <laughs> Umdaba. Okay. Alright, let's see. This one's gonna be hard. No, you don't. As you wish. <laughs> Wesley! <laughs> all the girls. In <laughs> all the girls. In <laughs> yeah. For sure. Alright. Move the thing. And that other thing. Oh, that was Vizzini again. It was Vizzini again. Yeah. Basically, all the really angry quotes are from Vizzini. <laughs> He's, He's such an angry again. little man. When we were watching it, this is such a good movie. When we were watching it, we were like, man, this is so much better than anything else we even tried to watch. <laughs> like, it's like there's nothing like this anymore. But I had forgotten how much of a little shithead Vizzini was. Oh, yeah. Like, unbelievable. Inconceivable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, get used to
2: disappointment.
1: Leslie? I forget. Oh, no, you no. I think oh, you're right. It's,
2: um... No, no, it's uh, Count Rugen. Is what's your okay
0: collectively? What's your final guess? I still feel
1: a little bit used to different.
0: disappointment. Is
5: that not a Dread Pirate Roberts? No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna stick with Miracle Man. Is that, is that your final answer? That's mine. For, I, I'm not gonna phone a friend. Dread Pirate
0: Roberts, yeah, <laughs> damn, yeah. So, so he went this is this is from when Wesley is still as Dread Pirate Roberts, all all masked up, and he's fighting Inigo Montoya, and he's like, Who are you? You're amazing, I must know. And he's like, get used to
2: disappointment.
1: (laughs) And I didn't even watch the movie today.
2: Well, you remember that Halloween I actually was the Dread Pirate Roberts? Yes. Yes. The admin actually got flustered when she saw me. (laughs) Uh,
1: You were pressing on some childhood memories, okay?
0: (laughs) All right, all right, all right. right. Okay, all right. Let's see. My way isn't very sportsmanlike.
2: Oh. No, it's
0: it's Fezzik again.
2: Yeah, when no, yeah, when, when he's explaining him how to when Vizini's like, like, will just sneak up on him and hit him with a rock.
3: Yeah, it's, it's like, like
2: oh, my way is not very sporting, is it? It's Fezic. Yeah. yeah. Fez, Fezic. Is that your final answer? It yes. is Fezic. Correct.
3: You really should mix these up because are these? They're in kind of order? in
0: order of the movie. <laughs> yes. Start pulling from the bottom. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. This is two characters. Give us the gate key. I don't have a gate key. Fezzik, tear his arms off. Oh, you mean this gate key?
3: <laughs> it's Enega Montoya and... Oh, Is it the albino? Captain of the guard guy. And yeah, the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper, yeah. yeah. yeah well <laughs> done.
0: Well done. All right. Okay, let's see. Rest well and dream of large women. Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? Roberts.
1: Why was it the first thing that I thought of There's Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Live long and
1: (laughs) prosper. No, no, seriously, like it
6: it it was morph
1: in this movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that was the Dread Pirate Roberts after he defeated Physic. Mm -hmm. This this is a freaking awesome line. All right, let's see here. Okay, how about have fun storming the castle? Uh, Miracle Max, Miracle Max, played by the amazing Billy Crystal. Mm. Do you think it'll work? It'll take a (laughs) miracle. Alright, let's see. Oh, we're running out here. Okay. Let's see. How about... I hate for people to die embarrassed.
3: That would be Enigma Montoya. Would be
0: Enigma Montoya? Is that what you think? Come on, guys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <inaudible>
0: is that your final answer? Yes. Oh, can you oh, try man. one more time?
1: Was it the uh, albino?
0: Or, or so Camerugan. Oh, man. We got a good one. This is a good one.
1: I feel like this isn't from the torture scene, then.
5: This is Whistler then.
0: I hate for people to die embarrassed.
5: It's not Fred Savage, is it? No. Nope. Was it Grandpa? <laughs> you guys giving up? Uh, Count Tyrone. For the Stop
0: f- just reading the list. <laughs> asshole. <laughs>
2: I'm bound to get it. It's the, just playing the averages. You giving up? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Fezzik. I was hearing the voice in my head. I'm like, it's Fezzik. So, so it's it's
0: when it's I when Fezzik is fighting Dread Pirate Roberts, um... and he throws, or, and and like this is when oh, he like wait. runs up and smacks into him, and he's uh... just having a hard time fighting. And he's like, you're not even trying. He goes why don't you feel like you were doing okay? I hate for someone to die embarrassed. (laughs) Okay, let's see we have anything else. Um, I think that's all I've got.
1: Bam!
0: Bam! I've got one. You've got one? All right, let's
5: hear it. It's two two characters named either one of them. But what about the RUSs? I don't believe they exist.
0: Oh, what about the RUSs? Rodents of Unusual Size. I don't think they exist. (laughs) That is Buttercup and... Wesley. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the RUS is such an excellent scene. I know. It, it's... It, you know what You know what the RUS has reminded me of? The first thing that popped into my head when we were watching it today because it just comes out of nowhere and just it looks like somebody just threw this giant they like, probably machine did. all on him. They probably did. Right, but then there's a person in it in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the... Again, it doesn't move like a, like a rat does. It moves like a person <laughs> crawling on its legs. And... Anyway, what it made me think one. of was the old Monty Python thing, the animation the about the man-eating cars Oh. Where they're all standing oh, yeah. in a line, and the car kind of inches up behind him and goes, <laughs> and then jumps on them, and then like starts to shake around. <laughs> and just eats the people. That's exactly what I thought of. Like, they just hang out there, and then like, off camera, it's just, just somebody chucks this plushy thing at
5: them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better plushy oh, thing than a midget in a rat suit. Yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not good.
1: I found out something really kind of strange this week about Jurassic Park. Speaking of midgets and suits. Uh, Ah, yes.
0: Let's hear it good.
1: So the raptors had people in them. Oh, really? Yeah. So think about that as you're falling asleep tonight. (laughs) There were people in those raptors. (laughs) How? you know those people went feral
2: at one point and they were just walking around. <laughs> <down. laughs> I know I would've. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sneaking up on the other actors. Well, like in the well, bathroom. I mean, some actors, some actors act in
0: a couple method different acting. methods, right? And what if there's a method actor in one I of
1: those actor. right?
0: This is like just standing at the coffee table drinking coffee somebody comes by and he's like ah! no,
1: no, 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 no. He walks down the hallway and you hear the, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy drinking the coffee and like mm. I would've hijacked one of those dudes.
6: Have you guys ever seen town. the How
0: should have ended for Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's the no, best freaking. It's, oh, it's hilarious! Yeah. Look it up. Basically, the Raptors continue to get smarter and smarter, oh, yeah. and <laughs> they find their way in, and then they like come in with like machine guns. <laughs> <that a> good <laughs> good
6: there's this great video that just came out recently with the 20th anniversary of Lisa Jurassic
0: Park. On. Oh, it's in the theaters right now, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. We need to go see that.
6: And see? on FunnyorDie.com, there's this short film with the guy who played the lawyer.
0: Oh, that guy! The guy who Park. died shitting. Yeah,
6: <laughs> but if the whole video is about him realizing he's a filler character. <laughs> oh. He's like, I just die. I I just die. Continue the story, don't I? I I don't matter. I don't matter at all. Do I? <laughs> like, he's like That'd be true. Flipping out in one of the jeeps. It's
0: hilarious. <laughs> awesome. When we come back, we're gonna get into our. Most favorite and most hated 80s fantasy movies, aside from Princess Bride, because we've already <laughs> talked about that. Mm-hmm. And probably all most of us would say Princess Bride's our favorite, yeah. I think. Hands so down. Hands down the best one. Anyway, so when we get back, we'll talk about that. You're listening to Geek Life,
5: stick with us.
6: we're going to be talking about our most favorite and least favorite fantasy films of the 80s that is not the princess bride
0: yes because then everybody (laughs) would choose that one for their favorite and that's it mostly anyway pretty much pretty much Um, winchester what's your first one well
6: i would say let's start with best best yeah okay best fantasy movie not the princess bride for me will and always be the labyrinth Mm, good Mm. choice i love that movie good choice um David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly.
2: David Bowie's junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's
6: that's I a little bit of credit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The one
0: thing that I always remember is he's always messing with that big glass ball.
1: That's
2: funny. That's but not I, what I remember about him at all in that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember something else about balls in that yeah. thing? Yeah. I, I remember that the Jim, movie started in Bowie junk package. <laughs> I learned how to do that with uh, balls. because. Really? Uh, because <laughs>
1: To the podcast, will remember that Joe worked at a porn store.
2: Uh, (laughs) Oh! Anyway, I don't know if I've been outed yet, but. Thanks for that. So you no, learned? You learned,
0: like you learned more than we discussed one. it okay. at so yeah. length. You
2: learned how to do that with with glowing <laughs> glass balls. At, at, at length. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have glass oh. balls. I had oranges. I oh, okay. Learned how to twiddle them in my hand like that and roll them over the back of my hand. That's or, pretty awesome. Yeah.
4: Don't they sell those that that they do that? Oh
1: before? my you god! Yes, yeah, and so the
4: commercials it? for
1: them, where like oh, yeah. this intense-looking like, guy I'll with long hair.
0: Do we want to go around all best and then all worst, or we want just individual? Let's do Happy first. Happy first. It. Okay, Joe.
2: Masters of the Universe. Mm, yeah. Good choice. First movie my my parents ever took me to in the theater. Nice. Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Nice. He-Man was yes. you know, my favorite cartoon. I had all the toys, too. And the, I actually just watched the movie again for the first time in like 15 years. You have it, right? I just got on Blu-ray. Oh, we need to watch yeah, that. It was yeah, great. It's it. great. Awesome. Yeah, seeing it on Blu-ray... The effects have gone pretty good. They cleaned it up a lot. Yeah, Like I was expecting to, you know, see the wires and the smudge mark on the film under the uh, glider um, skateboard things because <laughs> it was the 80s and <laughs> everyone did. had to have their yeah. cards. <laughs> but yeah, nothing like the old cartoon because they had laser guns and all that craziness too.
3: Didn't they go into the normal human... Yeah, they came yes. in,
2: They came to Earth because they uh, were trying to get kick Skeletor out of the uh, Gray, Castle Greyskull. Because, you know, Earth was the <laughs> the best place they could figure out to get to. Right, of course. And the most relatable place.
0: Castle Greyskull right? is in Detroit.
4: Because that makes <laughs> sense.
0: Okay, <laughs> Henry, your number one favorite 80s... Fantasy.
5: Movie. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Another good choice. It's ah. it's such a pinnacle of fantasy. Uh, I mean, you know, Arnold. Arnold is a hilarious story, <laughs> <laughs> and that story has continued throughout the, the course of my life before <laughs> and and possibly after. Uh, we'll we'll see how long the uh, the Governor.
1: Well, no, it's already confirmed to be after. He's the Terminator.
0: <laughs> Obviously, the best part is he's coming back as Conan. In I know, a movie and I look soon. forward. To we it.
1: had a long conversation about the length
0: of his balls in that movie.
5: Um, yes, he's old. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, it, I don't think fantasy would be quite what it is without absolutely uh, broken English barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> what is
3: best in life? <laughs> Let's see. Yes.
5: To see your enemy driven before you, to hear the lamentations of their women. How oh God what was this? That no, was, was the last one. One. That's the last I one. I to crush one. your
3: enemies to see them driven, driven, driven before, you before you in the, the limitation of Also, cookies. He loves his cookies. <laughs> and
1: there would be <laughs> no internet cookies. if not for that one clip of Conan the Barbarian raving oh, with the, the glow rave. sticks. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Admin, your favorite.
1: <laughs> the Last Unicorn. It's also my first anime. Nice.
0: Whoa. Yeah. What? I don't even know that one. Oh my God. It is. Oh, man. It's well done. So. By anime, you mean a Japanese cartoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, So, I, it was really
4: old. I can't even, I have no clue why it ended up on American Shores. You? I uh, uh, don't know. No, no. It's just one of those random things that they brought over because there are, you know, little pieces of anime. Um, another one, like, from my childhood it was like the Mysterious Cities of Gold that was like the Ghibli collaboration hmm. with that French studio. And yeah, just a few that were just kind of there. Yeah, so it's
1: a story about a princess who gets turned into a unicorn, and then there's all sorts of trippy stuff where, like, most people can only see her as a horse, but then special people can see that she's actually a unicorn, and... Yeah, and then there's bowls in the ocean. It's awesome, and it has a great theme song that sounds like it's from the
5: 70s. I think it is.
1: There's actually a time when I thought I hallucinated that entire movie. (laughs) And then I heard a MIDI on the internet back
0: in the day. And you're like, it's real. It's all real.
4: (laughs) I have friends who went on epic quests to find a VHS tape of that movie like, one of our friends got a copy once, and the rest of them just kind of, like, jumped on on this guy, like, like I don't even know, like, flies on shit. They're just like, call me this from here, I'll kill you! <laughs> it, it has a certain effect on certain girls I know.
0: Wow. <laughs> cool, we'll have, to, we'll have to dig that up and find
4: it. It's very
1: pretty, and it's got a really mm-hmm. nice art style. I actually think it was recently re-released. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's why people are
0: freaking out. Thank well, you. My, my favorite one is going to have to be Golden Child. Uh, it's kind of obscure, but uh. no, that one's awesome. Is it? Yeah, it's amazing. Is that
2: the Keanu Reeves? No, it's no, Eddie, Murphy Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, with, that's... The,
0: with the little, the the the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little what is it? Tibetan kid. Mm-hmm. Who, oh my who lives, god! Lives off of the, like a bunch of leaves that he had in his pockets in his robes for some mm-hmm. reason, and he's just chilling out there just eating the leaves and I don't know just just the whole movie's hilarious I mean it's like Eddie Murphy like in his prime he's just hilarious and jive talking and crazy and you know before
2: family comedy Eddie Murphy
0: exactly and just I know the whole theme is hilarious and I just freaking love that movie
2: it's just so good so good
0: also I think that is that movie's like heavily tied in with like movie time with my dad because that was one of the movies that he brought home that my mom like, like you know how it is when, uh, or at least it was for me like when my mom was away that's when all the good movies yes, came right. out dad and I watched like the first two Terminators marathoning when my mom was gone mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I was way too young to watch this and I was like this is amazing so this is one of those movies where it's like mom's gone let's get some
2: pizza and oh there's this is movie it's really great John
0: so alright Nero your favorite my favorite
2: secret of Nim. there's just something yeah, wow. good choice the scale of being you know these animals that live like humans but they're in a human's world still and mm-hmm. there's these outsized forces that you can really I mean humans can relate to and and that's just it's chicken's it's real <laughs> yeah it's, chicken, yeah. it's, it's, it's real, real yeah though.
4: I never saw it it was a good ass book yeah
2: oh, you never saw it oh, it's
4: a no, very different book we read it yeah. in it elementary school yeah. anyway. oh it's different
5: book it's an it's, it's, it's almost night and day it's, really it's good the movie's so good, good. Yeah. okay that's good I liked how the cat was a dragon I think it's yeah. on Netflix actually
4: oh cool well we own it I just know oh
5: do you you know, a lot
4: of things that I watched. That movie was pretty scary,
1: actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's it's the funny thing,
0: because a lot of, a lot of the yeah. fantasy 80s movies, like, they were dark. Yeah.
2: But
5: now. that's okay, because, see, now this generation has all their... Oh, I guess My Little Pony is its own thing. But, you know, they, they have they have their their fluff and the rest of it is just not substance at all. It's like oh, nothing better no. no, 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 no. See,
1: here's the thing with kids of this generation—they're lucky as shit because they get Lord of the Rings, they get the <laughs> fucking Hobbit, and they're just like, this exactly. is a you know regular movie
4: experience. Meanwhile, we're like, we waited so many years for these movies to come out. <laughs> Isn't Adventure Time though pretty dark? Isn't it like a post-apocalyptic setting? Yeah. Show. I mean,
2: Adventure I, Time. I, I, yeah, I, I it know, it. that's not a it's movie. All, there's a lot yeah, of. But-
4: there's a lot of illusions to the fact that it's but just one really, like, really, really
2: of the first
0: episodes they have to the like murder is? an army
2: of zombies. Yeah,
5: yeah,
2: but, you never murder, you never murder zombies. But really, like, what the fuck is Adventure Time? I, <laughs> it's just I've watched a couple episodes. <laughs> and I just don't fucking get it. Adventure
0: Fair. Time reminds me of Nobi Nobi Boy. All I've learned, which yeah. is yeah. About just like the most random, weird ass game by the people that made Katamari Damacy. Mm. And it's just like you're this like crazy thing that stretches, and that's it. That's the game. You just stretch, <laughs> and you're just weird, and you wrap yourself around There's stuff, no and points. It's really freaking strange, and that's kind of how I feel about Adventure Time. I watched it, and it's like, I'm not sure whether this is funny or just weird. Like, what's happening? I
2: actually
1: turned on Nobi Nobi Boy when I first started teaching, because I wanted to use it in a lecture, and I got this big notification, this Nobi Nobi girl has made it to Jupiter. I'm like, what does that mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was one of the first collective social gaming things, where basically the game was released, and everybody's scores or whatever was added together and then sent up and instead of it being on a leaderboard, it was slowly building and building and building and then game content would be released when everybody who everybody who played the game's collective scores reached a certain threshold. And there's a couple thresholds that they had put out. And so that was it it's actually was a really interesting progressive idea. The problem was is that you had like a house and this stretchable weird thing that looks like the dog from Adventure Time and that's it. You just kind of stretch yourself <laughs> about. It's really weird. Like I downloaded it right away because it was from the people that did Katamari, which is like hands down one of the most brilliant game designs ever. But uh, yeah, it was just it was just extra special, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really really strange. I just to say everything
5: I learned about Adventure Time I learned on Rule
0: Thirty Four. Oh. Oh, oh no! Well, well yeah. okay. who's,
5: who's next? Nice. Oh, uh, I I Pinku. So.
4: Well, um, mine is heavy metal, actually. Oh,
0: huh?
4: well. <laughs> See, my parents made the mistake of buying me a TV in, in my formative years and, and having it in my bedroom, and so I learned. Uh, thanks to that movie, that um, cartoons were not necessarily for kids, and they could be really cool and interesting and awesome. This actually, actually makes your Tumblr so understandable makes now. Makes more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's porn and cartoons, what the hell is... Yeah, no. Uh,
2: yeah, I think we all kind of get you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that
4: makes sense. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. It was just really interesting because, you know, uh, I had a problem with stories that were... V- that were blatantly substance-less when I was a kid. That's why, like, I mentioned Mysterious City's Gold is actually one of those stories that I liked as a kid because it had this guy who was not really a bad guy. He was just kind of a guy who wanted different things, a protagonist. And And while, yeah, there was a lot of really bad segments of heavy metal... There was also a lot of stuff that that made me think, oh, cool! You could tell actual actual stories through animation, and then and then soon after that, like Liquid Television mm-hmm. came on TV, and I was sneaking episodes of that <laughs> back and forth, and I traumatized my neighbors. So it just, yeah, that's yeah, that's Aeon, what it did.
2: Aeon Flux yeah. is not something for the light light of heart. No, I. You Aeon know what? Flux is garbage. It also doesn't make any damn sense. Don't even get me started. No, I don't. No,
4: like, I won't watch the movie, but... And also, the TV series was kind of really disappointing when they actually gave them dialogue. That
5: that does sound like all of Aeon Flux.
0: Well, that's the funny thing, is that I can remember watching Aeon Flux on... Was it MTV that had it? it Right? And you watch it, and just like any television show that is a chronological story if you're not actually able to just catch it as it's coming out, you know, it seems fragmented and weird. And so I always assumed that... <laughs> I always assumed that I was just like, I'm just seeing these episodes out of order. That's why I don't know what's going on. And then I moved in with some friends and they had the Aeon Flux box set. And I sat down and was like, I'm going to watch this. And I watched, like, the first two discs and realized that no. they were not out of sequence. That It's just really random and it doesn't have any connecting string and there's no commonality. And it's like, what...
4: Yeah. so weird when they tried to give it a narrative I think that's when they ruined it because like mm-hmm. she dies at the end of every original episode and I thought that you know being I don't know 13 or 12 when
2: I saw that I thought that was really cool yeah she was the original Kenny
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah she would perform like a thousand super she moves was a, and fail the last she, one. Yeah, just like, <laughs> the
4: first episode was the one where she's you know taking all these guys down she's such a badass and then she steps on a nail and falls off of this uh-huh. building you dumbass and then at the same time I kind of feel like that was me too hmm. <laughs> So, well, anyway, yeah, heavy metal was was really cool, wow. and it was also a lot of different animation styles. And I should probably watch it again. It's been forever. I've never seen it. I great might great not soundtrack. even like it anymore. We, we need to
0: like write these down. So we can <laughs> the marathon. Awesome soundtrack too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Brian.
3: Well, I'm pleasantly surprised that no one brought this one up yet.
0: Willow. Oh, wow. I hate that movie. It oh, scared oh, the, the shit out of me that. when I was little. I love Willow. <laughs> I watched it when I was like really young. And when they started turning people into pigs, I was like,
3: oh God, I'm gonna turn you that a pig! Was a bit creepy. Oh
2: my yeah. God! <laughs> Without you, I dwell in darkness, and it just went away! <laughs>
1: Isn't that movie going to be re released, or has just been re released? Just released yeah. on Blu ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there. so they explain the whole like, missing acorn thing, mm-hmm. finally, huh. which is great. It was just a cutscene, so now huh. we'll get to see that.
5: I read some of the books that came out after that. It, the actually... movie was first, then the books? Uh, it's... There was a continuation of Willow as a wizard. Wow. He, he, took, yeah. he, he left the name Willow and took up the name Thorn, actually. It was kind of cool. That was really all I remember about the book that I read.
3: <laughs> there was a book, and I always considered buying it, but never did. And then like, the book closed. And <laughs> it was all about, like, Alora Dannon as yeah. an adult. Yes, And she's just this spoiled, like, just bratty princess. But she's kind of the key to solving, like, a big, great mystery that these people have to deal with. Hmm. And Save it always movie. sounded like an intriguing thing, but I just never bought the book. Hmm. now I can't remember what it is. It's called Shadow Moon. Is it? Okay. The Nintendo game was very fun, too. Oh, <laughs> oh really? really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the Nintendo game. Wow. One well, of the better RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Action RPG, actually. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of action RPGs, in Dragon's Dogma, which is a game that Jake... Everybody
0: play should in. play. It is, mm-hmm. like, the best freaking game of 2012. Yes, it's amazing. A sleeper hit, extraordinary.
3: So there are these areas that have like these cages where sometimes you'll find people trapped in them, and you right. need to rescue them. They look exactly like the cages where you find Mad Morgan in, mm-hmm. and so I just keep. Whenever I see them, I'm like just thinking in my mind, "Let me out of here, Beck." But <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Yes. All right, Winchester. What is your least favorite '80s fantasy film?
6: The one I'm going to choose. I kind of have a love-hate relationship. With it, I hate it, but at the same time, it's so bad you have to kind of love it on some level, and that's Flash Gordon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. My, I love
3: Flash. Gordon.
6: Right? It's just it's Flash! so. I oh! mean, it has the best soundtrack because Queen does the entire soundtrack. But
3: Flash Gordon is what it is. It was an excuse to have a soundtrack for Queen and have it in <laughs> yeah, like the well, entire movie.
6: But I mean, it's I forget what's the football team.
3: Because oh, for the, the Jets!
6: jets yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> football player for the New York Jets goes and saves the galaxy saves the English, yeah. from the evil Emperor Ming. Ming but, the Merciless. And see, the thing the thing is, is my dad's obsessed with that movie. Mm-hmm. He he always finds some excuse to show some poor soul this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and back when I first started going to Comic Con, well, my first Comic Con ever, Sam Jones, who plays Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. was sitting all alone in this booth in the autograph pavilion. And I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, not near him. I just, I i, I recognized him. I was like, oh, oh my god. And my friend who was with me had never seen Flash Gordon, so she didn't know why I was like, <laughs>
2: just laughing.
4: I said closer.
6: No, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually went up to him.
4: Oh, and what? I was just
6: like, hi. And he's like, because he was so roided out Like he, he had this like Super deep voice Like hey how's it going <laughs> And like he, he like gave me an autograph or something And I remember we went home And I mean there's that one scene Where he they're in the castle And like he steps through one hall In one costume And when he leaves the hall He's in a totally different costume <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so bad, but I, yeah, yeah I have to say that's my um, least Timothy favorite.
2: Dalton yes. is the prince of the plant people. And Max von Sydow is the emperor Ming.
6: It's got, like, this great cast, but you're just like, were you all just really short on cash? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Max von Sydow is, like, such an iconic
5: actor. They spent, they spent it all on Queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's what it was. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, Joe, yours. Ah, uh, my least favorite. Might get some flack for this one. Legend. No. Really? No, you actually stole one. I had to think of another one. Uh, <laughs> I have three <30 laughs> No, seconds.
5: you can share. All right, fair yeah. enough. Oh, no, no sharing. I will oh. help great with you then. All right.
0: You can, you, can also, you can pick another one that you also dislike if you want. Fair enough. Uh, There's plenty of that. It was
5: just wacky. Uh, you know what? The, it, it had a good start, and then Tom Cruise was in it. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> oh, Snackleton
4: Tom yeah.
1: Cruise. In oh, a my
5: thong. God. Uh, like, that was Curry. the truest. Like, yeah, Tim Curry. That was the best. Tim Curry's great. Tim Curry was a great devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever the, the the girl was, she was terrible. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but Tom what? Cruise was the worst what? part of that movie because he was. It although it was Cruise. the most true to him, as, as <laughs> the admin does say, and it was it was actually his best performance ever. I will say, wow, Tom Cruise's <laughs> best performance. Uh, hands down, but uh, but it
3: still had him in it, and he is so. He is so you hate out. it because you hate Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He was wearing I, body I didn't,
2: glitter. I didn't even realize.
3: <laughs> <it was.
4: laughs> <All right. laughs> I totally forgot he was even in that
1: movie. A sparkly <laughs> long, a sparkly long sleeve
2: no. turtleneck and a thong. I mean, <laughs> but
1: that movie was amazing. It <laughs> we proved that you can reconnect horns by just touching it to the base, and yeah, then all works. happens. Uh, I actually no, really no, love you know, that it was, movie. It's
5: fucking magnets. Well, that's How, they how work. do they work? That's how they work with unicorns. <laughs> is that where magnets come from? From unicorns? Well, that's why we don't have any more unicorns. We'll, we'll just have to ask. the <laughs> that's, that's why we need magnets. If we don't have any more unicorns. Anymore. Oh my god! Oh, so it, is that is that yours? I, it's gonna have to be because now I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Dragon Wars is also a terrible movie. It's more <laughs> recurring, but don't ever see it. Right, there. Okay, Edmund.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe, you've got nothing on me. Yeah, Dark Crystal.
0: Oh, what? Oh, That's so good, though. No, I also no it's one. really I'm not. I'm sure I'm sure I'm I hated so that movie so much. It's amazing and scary. That movie is like,
1: like I don't know, It's it, it's like watching a first-person shooter while kind of drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what that movie is to me. It's just, I feel nauseous every time I see it. Huh. And, and the character, the main characters, their faces—oh, they sk-
2: uh, what were they uh, all like, like
5: mouse people or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: I just oh, I hate, I hate that it, movie. It
5: reeked of a lot of the social issues of the time. Mm. Uh, what was his name? Jim Hansen is very outspoken about what he felt, and it's not necessarily that was bad. It's just it was annoying to be basically bashed over the head with it. But yeah, yeah that, preachy anything is like a, uh,
1: a a secret hatred of mine. I'm always afraid. Of letting that slip because I do work at an art school, mm-hmm. and that's like an obsession. People have like dark crystal tattoos.
0: Wow! Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah. I can remember yeah. dark. The first time I watched Dark Crystal, I can remember realizing like, wow, Muppet stuff. You know, the the you know, puppeteering can be really dark because mm-hmm. up until then, it's yeah. like. Jim Henson's The Muppets and Fraggle Rock and la la la, la you know and then it's like Dark Crystal uh, yes. and I'm thinking it's by Jim Henson awesome and right. I watch it and then I like you know was scarred <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, they had some good concepts in it but it's hella scary though but, but I would say that it was there was a number of points where it was poorly implemented. like the mystics were cool and the, the skexists and all those you know those, mm. those nasty bird things those were cool <laughs> but a lot of the auxiliary characters let's call them the the primary characters that drove the story they were terrible and I, you can't have a story with that. But you hate the main characters. I wanted them to die.
1: <laughs> I was very aware that there was a hand in their head.
5: That's... Um, yeah. I was... I Ew. <laughs> well, I think mine's going to have to be Eric the Viking. <laughs> mm, I suppose it's only fitting if I felt that way about a movie you love. It's Awfulist. so awful. So awful. Mm.
0: See, the funny thing is, is that it's not so bad, it's good. It's just not fun. It's yeah, just not yeah, entertaining. Horrible. And then the ma- wh- wh- what was the main actor's name? Tim Robbins. Yeah. He's not a convincing viking at all. He's too much of a big weenie. That's the,
3: uh, that that's kind of it's the actually thing. supposed to be funny. <laughs>
0: it didn't work. It uh, did not work. Although the scene where he thought he was invisible was pretty funny.
5: That scene in this uh, But
0: there was so much of it, I don't know, it just
5: I don't know. It was just boring, man. I don't know. It just did not keep my attention. You didn't like. You didn't find that it was funny when the smith was starting to leave. The well, you know, they needed they needed a blacksmith, and all the ladies in town were all freaking no! like, "No, not the blacksmith, the handsome blacksmith." Well, yeah, what was I say? Like Loki's here, Loki. Yeah, his assistant. You know, like I guess we can you know sleep with Loki instead of our husbands. So that was, that was the joke. Oh no, I got the joke. Yes, well, yeah. I, I, it was funny, and they did it well.
0: <laughs> you know it was it was it was that came out in 89 and it was towards the end of that fantasy era you know and mm. so it just seemed like it was just rehashing shit
6: trying to hold on to Yeah
0: that. exactly it just it just felt like it was felt very predictable it felt very very much like it's just kind of doing the same thing and just just hammering no, the same was, tropes over and over. It was over.
2: by one of the Monty Python guys, right? Which yes. is one
0: of the reasons why we're, Brian and I were so excited about seeing yeah. it. We're like, Monty Python is gold. Yeah, Anybody but, that was involved in that's well, got to be put was also up. So by stuff. one of
5: the Monty Python guys, and that was awful. But that's Which Terry ones, Gilliam? Brazil.
2: Brazil. Mm. Yeah, the Terry Gilliam stuff got really weird and really dark, and unless you're kind of in the mood for it, it was. Yeah, Brazil was a trip. Yeah, yeah
0: it was interesting. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I'm not yeah. sorry. Yeah, it, and Time Riders too. Which mm-hmm. was Time, time no, Not, not t- Time, time Bandits. Bandits. Time Bandits. Yeah. Uh, time Bandits was awesome. Time yeah. Bandits was awesome. The Criterion Collection of Brazil has different endings. Have you guys seen that? Oh, i would love yeah. to see oh, that. that. Cool. you call the the better? Do they have action. one that actually makes sense? Yes. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. It has
3: three. has the original ending and the the one they wanted and another one too. Where the original ending made
0: perfect sense. It was just kind of like, oh, all that was fake. All right. It's it like, that's why
5: you dream. hate it. It's all a dream, It's it Just like dragon. Everything is dragon spirit. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> all right, Nero. Uh, uh, everyone's going to hate me for this, but I was way too old when I saw it for the first time, and that's Labyrinth. I was in my thirties huh. when I saw *Loud*. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Possibly, oh, because you didn't, the,
1: didn't see it at the time of okay. yeah.
2: When I even I grew up in the '80s, I still like, it was a hard time trying to 50? jump it back 20 years sure. and connect the dots. That's well, really dating. It's yeah, really dating. Yeah, it's yes. really dated. Did not age well at
1: you're, all. You're, you're also not the type of man to appreciate some of the selling points of
0: that movie.
4: <laughs>
1: so,
0: I don't know. A little to be fair, it. he
4: actually likes a lot of movies that chicks like that I can't freaking stand, which is most chick movies. So I was kind of surprised he didn't like it.
5: Yeah. I like how the goblin was peeing in the fountain. That was yes. That. Yeah. that was actually the best part of that movie.
1: The first time I saw that movie, it was with my sister and... During that scene, I wasn't really paying attention, but my sister got flustered. I'm like, well, what happened? And she's like, I
4: can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird. And then we had a cat named
1: Ludo for a while.
0: (laughs) Okay, Piku.
4: No, this is really hard because actually um, I didn't watch a whole lot of movies in the 80s. And I also dislike fantasy in general. Mm. Just it's... like, contemporary stories or possibly futuristic ones. So I tended to avoid the genre for both of those reasons in that decade and afterwards just because it never showed up again, really. So I guess, see, like, every fantasy movie I've seen from that decade, I've actually liked because Mm. I only saw the good ones. (laughs) So I I guess I would say... I'll just list another favorite, which actually was Masters of the Universe, because I thought it was goofy as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of, like, the, the the part where they're eating the uh the, the meat on oh, the, the ribs. or the food on so the, on these big an sticks, and they, they, yeah, they find out it's an animal, they start freaking out, <laughs> and that would probably be so. I just associated. You just just don't of, have a, a no, least because I didn't watch a lot of things in the eighties. Well, go go watch Eric the
0: Viking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, cool. I'm getting glared at right now.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian. Um, and finally, I'm going to throw one that's pretty darn obscure. I'll be kind of impressed if you guys know it. Your Hunter from the Future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, of course Joe knows um, it. Of course Joe knows God, it.
2: Uh, what's his name? The dude in it. Uh, Red Brown? I
3: couldn't even tell you who the star right. was in it. But he honestly. plays
2: uh, Captain America in the 90s. Oh, God, really?
3: Oh, yeah. 1990 Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you said know about it. yeah. <laughs>
2: And really, this
3: is like one of those awesomely bad movies. It's definitely a bad movie, but can still kind of be enjoyable, except for the atrocious soundtrack. That thing's (laughs) Uh, just like ear screeching, like, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And that's why it's on my list.
4: Not going to lie, I kind of want to see it now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have lots of movies that
0: we need to see. It seems like everybody had a different 80s Fantasy movie experience. There's a lot of stuff that's... Um, we looked up a list on Wikipedia, and it's like three pages long.
3: I was quite shocked that none of the ones that I had listed for my favorites was at, like, nobody took any of them. That's because you're obscure.
6: Well, I would have taken Exc- Excalibur, but... Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Or Clash of the Titans. Oh, I of, uh, Clash of the Titans. Yes. I thought Clash of the Titans came out much earlier
5: than that. 81. 81. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a what? whole ten years. Well, I thought it was like 75. Mm, Wow. So I thought it was even right. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that
0: wraps up episode 39 of the Geek Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the Princess Bridecast. (laughs) We always love to hear from our listeners. Please email us at geeklife at pandamanga.com with your questions, comments, and insights.
1: Anyone interested in becoming a PM contributor, visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there.
5: Music has been provided by Airplus Recordings. As always, links to the artists and songs featured on this episode are available in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com.
2: If you'd like more information about Airplus Recordings, visit airplusrecordings.com.
6: This is The Winchester, and we'll see you next time. Have
3: Man! fun storming the castle. That was <laughs>
4: hard. That was really
3: hard. <laughs>